Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient, Lunds and Byerly's. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lunds and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day. Okay, we're going to start off the podcast with something I just read standing at the urinal. Well, wait, before you do that, can I just quickly apologize? Because yesterday the podcast was like two minutes long. I fixed it last night. It's literally, it's so it's so convoluted, but it basically if Dave exports a WAV file instead of an MP3 file, then it won't freaking upload, right? Which I didn't double check that it wasn't oh, in WAV. Okay. So it's a whole thing. So I didn't even know until about 5.30 p.m. last night when I finally saw a tweet from someone. Somebody said it hasn't yep. uploaded. So thanks so for letting us fixed. know. I appreciate you, yeah, uh, thank you letting us know and listening. Stan at the urinal looking through my phone. There is a new thing that I didn't realize and it is all about people line jumping to get the vaccine. It is a thing. Okay. And I didn't really think about this one, but I have seen friends of mine who are not old, who are not unhealthy, who have no pre-existing risk anything, jumping the line to get their vaccine. And there it's I just read an article, a woman was trying to get the vaccine but she's being honest. She doesn't have any pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, whatever, 52 years old, and uh, she just talked to her younger friend of hers who had lied about being pregnant, and they don't check, and then people lie about where they work, they lie about what they're in, they lie about pre-existing to get a jump on the line. And uh, some people, like me, I like to think I'm pretty honest, I don't lie about things like that. I lie about a lot of other stuff, but not about that. And uh, so people are, are pissed because they're like doing the moral right thing. They're like, I'm standing out of the way. So your mom or your dad or your aunt Sue, who's got, you know, high blood pressure so she can get it. But then again, here's 27 year old Samantha yeah. who lied and said she's pregnant or 32 year old, you know, Kirk who says that he's got high blood pressure or what. And people are lying. But haven't you been a little suspicious of people who are on the borderline. It's like, I've known a few people. It's like, how'd you get the vaccine early? I did early? wonder how they got it, but I haven't like looked into it a lot. The only thing, okay, because I, since I know that I'm not eligible, I haven't done any research on getting it other than I signed up for like the list online where it's supposed to let me know when I'm eligible. So I filled it out very honestly and, but like, um, there's like a page like on Facebook called Vaccine Hunters where they let you know. So I just kind of assumed, hey, we have openings. It's like, you know, I would, I assumed it's like first come first serve for these openings. And like, there are specific places that are, you know, hey, you make an appointment, you come here because you're 60 plus or whatever the age is. I don't even know what what we're on anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the age but is right I now thought, either. But then I thought like, hey, if there are openings in extra spots. You can hop in line, um, even though you may not be high risk or whatever. So I don't know if that's true. That's kind of what I imagined when I saw these people. Like, I mean, we like Steve, for instance. I mean, we mentioned that the other day. He got a vaccine, and I don't know that he would be high risk for any no, reason. No, how did he get a vaccine? I truly don't know. I didn't ask him. So I just assumed maybe he just saw somewhere had openings, and he went. I, I don't think he would lie about preexisting conditions. I just, I don't. 
Um, uh, there might have been something, I don't know, but somehow, yeah, Steve, who is a good 20 years younger than me, got the vaccine before I did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I would like to get the vaccine, but at the same time, I'm not going to put myself and my life ahead of other people who might really need the vaccine. Yeah. Because if I got the virus, I'm almost certain I would, it would suck, but I'm almost certain I would be okay. Yeah. I do feel like the people who really need the vaccine, and maybe I'm wrong, are not, especially in Minnesota, having an issue finding a way to get the vaccine. I, I think you're right. Yes. I've not been in a hurry about it. I went online last night and I'm ineligible. A friend sent me a link and okay. said, okay, fill this out. I'm already not eligible. Yeah. However, I'm going to be real honest with you and tell me what you think of this. I'm going to be in Colorado next week, and they have different sets of standards and measures in Colorado. So I might be able to get it in Colorado. Yeah, that wouldn't work, though, because you have to get two doses. You'd have to go back. It depends on the shot, obviously. It depends on the shot. Yeah, but if I did have to go back, I would literally literally go back. I'd fly out to finish getting the shot. I'm not going to jump in front of the line in Colorado either. I'm not going to lie and say that I am a teacher or I am in the healthcare field, or um, uh, or I am in the restaurant business. I, I mean, somebody said somebody literally told me, they said, well, your wife has a liquor license at her store, right? Yep. Well, you've worked at the store before, right? Well, then you could lie and say you could. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm like, no, no I'm not going to lie. I agree. Because I'm not going to jump on the radio or just, I just I'm, I'm not going to. No, I don't no? blame you. I did see the article from Star Tribune yesterday, which I thought was interesting, where it said, 89 fully vaccinated Minnesotans have contracted COVID-19, but there's a difference. These quote-unquote breakthrough cases are reported to be less severe and represent less than 0.01% of fully vaccinated people. True. So it doesn't prevent you from getting it, which I think a lot of people are going into this like, I get the vaccine, I can go back and live my life however I want. And I think to a degree you can because it says um, it appears these cases are less severe and obviously that's 89 cases out of 6,798 uh no wait those were that's the deaths we had I don't, I don't know how many people have had the vaccination now well I think that the any vaccination is not 100% foolproof yeah it's just not right but what the vaccination does is it makes your symptoms be much less severe uh there were no deaths for the first time since the pandemic started a couple of days ago, I was watching Care 11. Randy Shaver said there was no deaths in Minnesota that day for the first time since last mm. March or whatever it was. Also, hospitalizations are way down yeah. because people who are getting it that have had the vaccine, it's much less severe now. So yeah. that's good news. That is good. All right. Switching gears here. This was really interesting. <clears throat> it says, don't use my name. I got to start by saying that I've not missed a single one of your morning shows in eight years. I primarily listened after the fact on the uh, Apple podcast, but years ago, uh, before they had the show show on there, I would listen live in the morning. So I appreciate it. Um, You guys always make my day. I'm shocked that this is the first time I felt the need to write in, but I'm so curious after this is brought up on Monday's show, and I'm wondering if you can do a follow-up on these um, the next morning. We might want to follow up this on the actual radio show. Okay. Um, uh, Here's the story. I'm referring to the conversation about bringing your kid to the store to talk to the manager after they stole something or bringing your kids to the cops after they did something wrong. I'm curious to see if you guys could ask how these managers or cops feel when that kind of thing happens. Do they feel super awkward and like they have to yell at somebody's kid or lecture them? 
Do they hate doing it? Do they love doing it? The reason I ask, my husband is a cop, and he feels so uncomfortable when a parent calls 911 and requests an officer so their kid can own up to the police for doing something bad. That was not an actual law they broke and more of a personal family matter or an issue. In my opinion, it feels like they're calling to make them parent and or teach their kid instead of owning that responsibility for themselves. Good point. I'd love to hear other people's opinions, especially hear from store managers and cops who have been put in little situations to see what their side is. Thanks, you guys, for always lifting my spirits. That's a really interesting point. I'm not going to say your name, but if you're a cop and somebody brings their kid down to the station because the kid was like, you know, uh, didn't do their chores or was stealing from their brother or lied about not doing their homework, what is a cop supposed to do? I know. I would hate it. And even like the manager, I'd be like, okay, thanks. And that is, and we're going to take this on the air because okay. I think that we'll get a better response for you. But we'll put this on the show tomorrow. I'm going to write a little note here. Stall for me while I write a note. Pal. Perfect. Um, we got an email about like because the I think we asked for emails yesterday about the topic we were talking about with like obesity and stuff. And because the podcast went up so late, this is the only one I saw when I just checked. It says I'm listening to yesterday's Minnesota Goodbye. I have it written down, Dave. Minnesota's Goodbye podcast, and I get what Dave is saying about being obey- obese that it isn't as healthy as being thin. I am obese. I get that. To some, I am not healthy, but I work out for 45 to 60 minutes almost every day with my Peloton, all uh, modalities. So it isn't necessarily an obese lifestyle. That leads to my weight, but my body type. You may even be surprised if you saw me just how much I weigh. I can safely say that I am at the healthiest I've ever been, both mentally and physically. So I agree with Fallon about insecurities. Let's focus on promoting good mental health, which may just happen to lead to better physical health. I think that's very true. I think your physical health and what you eat has a lot to do with your mental health. Mm -hmm. Because when we're sad or anxious, there's things we do that are probably not healthy. Smoking, vaping, um, drinking. Eating your feelings. And overeating and eating your feelings. When you're sad, the last thing you really care about is, you know what? I'm going to have a little slice of cucumber and some, uh, some peppers. Screw that. You want to order Domino's and you want to go to Jersey Mike's. Yep. I totally get that. Um, uh, I don't know. I just stick with my thing is I don't like the promotion of obesity as okay. In the same way, I don't like the promotion of smoking to kids as okay. And that's why I don't think we're going to exactly agree on that. Yeah. But I respect everybody. Even if you vape or smoke or chew or whatever, I still, it, it doesn't mean anything about you personally. I just want I want everybody to be healthy and live for a long time. Yeah. Except a few people that I'm really kind of counting the minutes till they're gone. Yeah. Who are I'm going to list them right now. Them? What's first and last Number name? Number one, her what first patient? name rhymes with Gallon. Well, funny you would make a fat joke out of that. Gallon, Dave, really? Oh, don't even. Don't even. Don't even. Um, uh, let's With another ch- email, and it goes back to like two days ago about okay. the person asking if they were a Karen. Yeah, uh, let me see if I can find it here because I got a lot of emails yesterday. Okay, here we go. Heard you guys talking about the uh, yesterday on the podcast about the teacher who was asked to pay for a family's meal at the restaurant because their payment didn't go through. Really quick recap. Um, a teacher was at the restaurant and one of her kindergarten students came in with her family. So they said hi to each other and they went to, you know, they eating at separate parts of the restaurant. The waitress picked up that they knew each other somehow, so when the family with the kindergartner, their payment didn't go through, the server came over to the teacher and said, yeah, that pe- that family that you knew, their payment didn't go through. 
as if to say, will you pay their bill? Mm -hmm. So the teacher's like, shit, I, oh, yeah, okay, I'll pay it. Then she complained to the manager and said, it was really rude of your server to put me in a situation where yeah. I had to pay the bill. Am I a Karen for complaining? We said, no, not at all. So this is David. David listens in Detroit with his wife, uh, Lisa. He said, I want to share my thoughts on what I consider a Karen and why she would not be considered a, a Karen for choosing not to pay. You are a Karen when you speak out against something that either no way directly affects you or affects you in the smallest inconvenient way and you feel the need to use your privilege card. When you ask to speak to a manager because your salad is too cold, that's a Karen. When you uh, when you complain to a Walmart cashier about the price of bananas that, this week, that's a cheap Karen. When a white woman calls the police on a family of color for having a barbecue, that's a racist Karen. Telling a waitress that you're not going to pay for a meal or bill that you had no part in is your legal right. It's up to you if you choose to defuse the situation and pay it out of generosity or say, I'm sorry, wish I could help. No further explanation is necessary. It's the restaurant's fault for not making sure the payment went through before the family left. Love you guys, and I hope it all is well. I okay. think that it, people worry about that. It's like, well, if I complain, if I post on next door that somebody's not picking up their dog poop, am I a Karen? It doesn't affect me. Really, it doesn't affect me very much. But it still pisses me off. Mm -hmm. So would I bother to go on next door? I have a theory that you have like an alias on next door and you're just starting shit left and right. I mean, I you're wish I had that kind of time. For shit. I wish I had that kind of time because that would be kind of fun. I noticed the Johnsons had a plastic bag in their front yard for two days. I mean, be nice if someone would pick it up. No, but the Johnsons are the family that parks their Winnebago in front of the house for Winnebago. three or four days. Yeah. Um, no, the latest thing that I posted on next door was the picture of what did I post it like a, an animal or something? Yeah, I, I told you I'd the coyote going around. No, it's a, a possum, a possum or a skunk. I can't remember which one you did, but I think it was a possum, and you had it on a leash. You're like, I found someone's dog is someone's dog uh, is loose in my yard. Let me know if you're looking for it. And then people whatever. wrote and said, Oh my God, that's a possum. That's not a dog. Yeah. Uh, so no, I don't cause trouble on next door, but. I think that's what we all worry about. Yeah. And, uh, but I would, I do get mad when people do the old trick of putting a bag of dog poop on the sidewalk and people go, wow, they're probably planning on coming yeah. by later and pick it up. That's what you think. No, that's been there. It's got rain, mud marks <laughs> all over it. It's yeah. been there for two weeks. I don't know why you do it. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I think we all worry about that. Is there anything else? No. Okay. Uh, we're going to see what our time is right now on the Minnesota Goodbye. We're right around 15 minutes. Woo! So thank you very much. Um, uh, whatever you want to comment on, we appreciate it. Uh, if you want to comment on um, uh, if you know somebody who jumped the line in the vaccine department, mm. I would love to hear about that because I didn't know until I read this on, uh, on I think it was the Washington Post, Okay, that people are doing the jump in the line. So if you know anything about it, you want to, I'm not going to read anybody's names. Yeah. Jill Peterson of Oak Park Heights <laughs> jumped on. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but no. if you want to say, yeah, you know, our daycare lady, she's 32 years old. She got the vaccine. And, well, you know what, daycare, maybe it's a different story. So Daycare I'm not people sure. do have it, yeah. All right. Uh, send any emails to Ryan Show at kdwb.com. Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? 
there's just one ingredient, Lunds and Byerly's. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lunds and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day.